So climate change is going to impact real estate across the board. Right. So as you are deciding not where to buy a home to live in, see, when we buy a home to live in, we are factoring in school district and proximity to work. Right. And, you know, in my case, because I like breathing where my wife wants to be. Right. <laughs> there are things that I'm factoring in that don't really go into the economics of all of it. Right. When you're buying as an investment, it's an entirely different mindset. You really have to be looking at the effects of climate change, whether you believe in it or not. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and foreclosure deals coach, Donnie Corum, recording live from our downtown studios with none other than Mr. Jonathan Winston, my executive producer. You get a deal. You get a deal. You get a deal. Deals for everybody. Look under your table, look under your seat, and you will find the information on a property that is $50,000. Wait. If you're if you're looking under your seat right now, you're not going to find anything like that. I don't know. I, just, I don't know where that came from. I was watching Oprah. You, really, you went Oprah really hard just now. How yeah, are you man, feeling? Man. You okay? Color purple just got just got just got me going. I don't know. You don't know me. <laughs> All right, uh, welcome back to the show. Um, so much going on. You know, it, it's funny today. The title of today's show is climate change. Climate changes impact on the real estate market. But you know, as we get into that, we got to talk about climate change here. You know, it was like sixty degrees this morning. It was it's, it's stupid starting. cold. It's starting. It's starting to get a little bit chilly. Got that nip in the air. It's a little chilly. I was like, man, I. I don't think I can do another winter here in Colorado, man. I think I've had enough. I'm a tropical people. I'm kind of over it. Like, where are you at on that? Uh, I don't know, man. I've been hearing a lot about pumpkin spice lately. Oh, no. You know. (laughs) I can't do it again. (laughs) Winter, snow, storms, and pumpkin spice overload. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to have a, you know, a positive outlook, but I think it's going to be all right. You know, Colorado's weather is really strange. It's like every year we're super warm. Actually, as I, as a report that it was 60 degrees this morning, it was really chilly this morning. But then I saw an article, I actually got a little notice on my, you know, gazette.com to our local newspaper. And it said that we're expecting record breaking high temperatures for the next three days. So, okay. Like it's, yeah. it can be super cold in the morning and then get like stupid hot. And then we are warm right up until I can tell you the one day. If I were a betting man, every year of the day I would bet it was going to snow. Halloween. Yeah, I was thinking about like throwing a Halloween music event, but I'm like, there's really no reason to do that because it'll probably get snowed out and nobody will come. So. It's true, and it's sad because like all, you're, all this buildup has been warm for months before, right? So as as a kid, I totally remember like, yeah, it's been nice. It's not going to snow this year. We'll be fine. And every year, man, like it was like either bitter cold or it was snowing and crazy here in Colorado on and Halloween. Look, you know, when you're a child, you know, Halloween's about candy and all that type of stuff. Right. As you grow older, you know, things like that, it's really just an opportunity for women to dress scantily <laughs> and just walk around in bars, sexy nurse, sexy doctor, it, sexy cop. So it, I'm like, look, man, you, you, you're really... <laughs> Kind of, you're really kind of impeding on my style yeah, right yeah. now, Colorado. Look, Mother Nature is totally jacking with our ability to check out girls in skimpy yes, costumes. Come on, like, now. what's going on? It's such a small request. Like we ask so little of the weather. Can you cooperate for one more day so I can see that girl in that cat outfit? Look, you know, that's all you, I'm I saw her buying the ears. I know that there's going to be something cool with that. <laughs> You know what bothers me though? We gotta get off this topic. <laughs> Let's get worse from here. It's the girl who's buying the, like the badass skin tight cat outfit who should not be wearing that. Outfit. Man, if you're seeing though, you're in the Halloween store. You're like. 
I just hope you're not actually going to put that on. Is, 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 that, that, mean? is, is that a Garfield cat oh, costume? Yeah. Or? Yeah, that would be what? better. <laughs> Where's <laughs> my lasagna? <laughs> You've had plenty of lasagna, miss. <laughs> <laughs> Lasagna's not Push away from the table. All right. This got way out of hand. Let's get. Let's bring this back in and then talk about climate change and its impact on real estate, not, not on the Halloween costume market. Let, let's, let's get to that. So the example I'm going to use, Colorado is widely known for having four seasons. A lot of people move out here because we have four distinct seasons. Okay. Having been here a long time, I'm not aware of all the seasons. Like yeah. I feel like there's like super hot and super cold. I don't really know if there's an in between, but Colorado has definitely a winter. We definitely notice the winter and it is bad as y'all, you know, in tropical States make Try it seem make it, right, yeah, right. Sure. it's not like i mean you move out from oklahoma it's like it's not like that bad right it's, it's manageable it's a manageable like snow cold. right but it's cold right yeah. you got you got november you got december you don't want to go outside much you know vitamin d levels drop because you're not getting much and then you head into the springtime which seems like it's going to get better but springtime is just like it's like mother nature's way of jacking with you because it'll be right. super sunny and gorgeous out but it's still 30 degrees and the wind is blowing and it's like stupid cold right, right. and then randomly another awkward thing is on may like the last day of school for four years of high school okay we had a snowstorm on my last day of school Right. And it's confusing because summer's about to start. Like I just brought my shorts out. Like, what's right. going on? Right. So, and I remember senior years. Like, we, we only get our hopes up. By senior year, we figured it <laughs> out. And it was an all out blizzard, like, going into May. Right. And then you get into June, and June is kind of messing with you. It gets warm some days, but it's still kind of mostly cold. By July, you're feeling summery. Oh, right. So, yeah, you got go. July, August. We're in September now. You're still kind of party time in Colorado. And then, as I was mentioning, in October, we're going to start seeing that snowstorm probably on Halloween again. Okay. And, and then the, the cycle repeats itself. So you've got a very distinct four seasons. That's important because the real estate market is very dependent on those seasons. We have a very busy season during the summer because it's nice. It's warm out. People are enjoying the climate. They, they're now thinking about moving. The kids are out of school. So it's a logical time to do that move in between school you know, sessions and whatnot. Right. So we have that. Okay. When you get into climate change in other regions, and I'm going to use Miami as an example, okay, because we're heading down to Miami next week. So it seems like an interesting time to bring that up. But you've got Miami, which actually really only has like two seasons. Like you've got rainy season and you've got like, like stupid hot season, right? right? But Miami has a problem. The, the, according to the global economics of what's going on right now, they're saying there's a climate change thing. And Miami, which by the way, is it's, it's on Florida, right? But it's, it's just on the coast of it. Obviously, you know, Miami is a coastal city. It's got these pumping systems beneath it. And those pumping systems pump water from the ocean back out into the ocean. So it, it floods into Miami, then they pump it back out. Okay. It used to be those pumps were running once a month, you know, one, you know, maybe, you know, once a week. You, and it's, it's funny. If you're in Miami, there's an audible hum where these things kick on. Cause oh, okay. right, right wow. on the coast, you hear the sound because it's pushing the water back and i asked somebody what the hell is that he said oh those are pumps beneath miami never been to miami wouldn't know that those pumps are now on 24 hours a day seven days a week have been for like for like years now that's not a good sign okay so i'm not really i'm not sure about the climate change thing i'm not really i'm not a doom and gloom guy as relates to that i know we should be paying attention to it and before you tree hugging liberals start (laughs) posting stuff i'm not saying climate change is not happening i'm just saying i've never been like oh my god need to worry about it kind of guy that's my own ignorance though right i I drove a hummer you know i used to laugh at people in priuses like like, like, my hummer ate a prius for breakfast one morning i felt (laughs) bad about that you know so i've never been a climate change guy but it is happening 
Okay. It is happening. So one of the points that you brought up, Jay, is like, if you're not at least aware of what's going on with climate change, it could be very dangerous. There are some analysts that say that as the polar caps in Antarctica continue to melt, the water levels continue to rise. And at some point, Florida will be underwater. I don't even want to think about New Orleans. Seriously, they're, they're already struggling, right? They're going through something right at this moment, you know? So it's like you are seeing more flooding. You are seeing more inbound water. How does that impact the real estate market? Okay. Well, so I'm down in Miami probably a few months ago, and I, you know, coming from downtown Denver's comparison, but I'm standing in this badass condo overlooking the ocean, 1,300 square feet. Like the building was like 50 stories. We were on like the 43rd story or something. It was dope, right? So I'm literally like, oh, this has got to be a million, million one. Because right. in Denver, you know, 1,200, 1,300 square feet that high up yeah. would easily be in the million range, right? Uh-huh. So I do a little research because I'm that guy. I want to find out what would, what would one of these go for, seven or eight. Right. So what's the, you would think anyway, maybe because I live in the mountains, you always want what you don't have a little bit, but my immediate mindset is being close to the beach, overlooking the ocean, all that, this should be substantially more. Why is it not more? Well, I think this is just my theory. There's a concern that climate change could impact Miami like permanently. Yeah. Right. And what other markets are we considering that in? What other markets do you think climate change is a factor? What do you think? You know, just your, like, Really, truly, your standard coastal city. So, like all the stuff. Coastal's um, big. Well, look at Texas. Oh, Go ahead. oh and uh, and on the kind of like the opposite side of that spectrum, as far as like a whole bunch of water, right? Um, places with a lot of trees, like uh, I mean, California. I mean, even Denver with all the Black Forest, Colorado, right? like, yeah, just north of where we're at. Like so, like about f- five years ago, um, you guys may remember we had this huge fire here in Colorado, and uh, you bring up a lot of trees. We were. Because of climate change, they largely cited it, global warming, right? We weren't getting enough rain, right? And we had, I don't know, I want to say 80 to 100 houses oh, wow. burned down, right? Right up right up here in, in the Colorado Springs area. And then, um, you know, every year right now, there's a big forest fire in right. California, mm-hmm. right? You're seeing that over and over again. Isn't that a byproduct of climate change, yeah, right? for sure. You've got, you've got global warming. You've got increased temperatures, less water. So climate change is going to impact real estate across the board. Right. So as you are deciding not where to buy a home to live in, see, when we buy a home to live in, we are factoring in school district and proximity to work. Right. And, you know, in my case, because I like breathing where my wife wants to be. Right. <laughs> there are things that I'm factoring in that don't really go into the economics of all of it. Right. When you're buying as an investment, it's an entirely different mindset. You really have to be looking at the effects of climate change, whether you believe in it or not. Okay, and I'm not here to knock saying that it's happening. Uh, it's obviously happening. But whether you believe it's going to be a, a big thing or not, you have to factor that into your investment portfolio a little bit. Right. And one of the things I was talking to an agent, it's funny you bring, you know, bring up the, the forest fire thing. We have a property we're flipping in a black forest area, Colorado right. Springs. And um, one of the factors of buying a house in Colorado is you want to be in that kind of foresty yeah. surrounded by trees. Rugged, rust, I, rustic. Right. Yeah. Welcome to my ranch. You know, <laughs> like you don't have any horses or anything and the hat doesn't really fit your head. Right. And you haven't driven a pickup truck ever. Cause you're in a Range Rover, sure, but like, yeah. <laughs> okay. you look like a cowboy and I support you. Right. <laughs> That's a big part of the Colorado lifestyle, right? People come out here for that. Well, the treed lots are normally in more high demand because you've got that seclusion. You've got that kind of cool foresty feel to it, but because of the forest fires, treed lots are not as, uh, as not as en vogue as they were once were. 
And this was from a high-end agent I was talking to just yesterday in the properties. Like, yeah, you know, the tree lot used to be one of the things that was a requirement. I have to be surrounded by trees. I want to be isolated. Now, because there's a huge risk of that burning and the house burning with it, people are not looking at tree lots as, as, as favorably as they once were. So the point is the market shifts. It changes, right? And it's changing now because of a factor that maybe we never factored in, which is climate change, which is largely being caused, I think, by overpopulation, too many cars, atmospheric breakdown. Yeah, we could go on for in hours on what's causing it. Basically us. Humans. Yeah. We become a parasite on this planet, right? That's what they said in the Matrix, right? You guys, better. You're a scourge. You're a scourge to the entire planet. And obviously, I'm human, so I don't feel good being called a scourge. I think, the, I think <laughs> I, you know, Agent Smith that. from the Matrix was kind of... He's, he's a, a jerk. He's I a mean, jerk. He's yeah. software. But I, don't, I don't take advice from software. On, bro. You know, get it, don't get it twisted. I'll take you out. Unplug. Um, <laughs> the uh, But yeah, climate change is impacting the real estate market. So here you are as a real estate investor listening to this show. You're trying to figure out, well, where do I want to invest? As it relates to buying real estate, where do I want to invest? Well, there's so many factors in that. But one of the factors needs to be, how is it going to be impacted in the future? <laughs> Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. It's important to have good credit when you're buying a foreclosure. A lot of people think you can come in with bad credit, but the fact of the matter is you need pretty stable credit scores to buy a foreclosure deal. So how do you find out how to increase your credit? Well, there's tons of credit repair agencies out there and multiple formulas, but one thing we found that works is reporting your monthly rental payments to the credit bureau. We've partnered with RentReporters.com, the leading provider of adding your payment history direct from your landlord onto your credit bureau scores and it helping people to boost their scores up to 40 points in as little as 30 days. So to get started, I want you to head on out to www.ForeclosureDealsCoach.com. Now that's a messenger bot and you're going to use the keyword rent to get more information about Rent Reporters and how you can boost your credit score by getting your rental reported to the credit bureaus. Once again, Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Check it out. Let's one of the reasons Colorado is one of the best places I think to invest. And it's, I'm not, this is not a sales pitch to get you to invest in Colorado. Actually, I prefer you didn't come invest here. We, we got want a, a we, lot of the deals. We, we, we got enough competition as is, but if you insist on coming out here, we'll take care of you, you know, but the, uh, is that we have two things that mo- other states can't claim clean air because of our altitude. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and Denver struggling with that. Cause they've got a, they've, they had a huge brownout problem for a while where they were dealing with a lot of pollution in the air, but they've kind of gotten that fixed They're They're working through that call to Springs though. Our air quality is incredible. And again, I don't want to encourage you to come out here. We got enough people as is, but the air quality is great. Water quality. Okay. When you go to the New York water system, if you actually took the time to run a particle test on the New York water system, you would not drink the water in New York okay? because it's dangerous. Detroit literally has people, they, they sued. What was the city that sued? Uh, Flint, Michigan. Flint, Michigan, right, right around that area. They sued because the water quality was so bad. It was killing people. Right. So across the board, you've got clean air and clean water or water comes from a, you know, a mountain streams and that kind of thing. We've got a lot of natural water reserves here in the Colorado marketplace. We've got a bunch of clean air. Okay. It's not that we're unimpacted by climate change. It's just that we're less impacted because we're higher up. You see what I'm saying? So China, you know, one of our favorite countries to talk about right now with all the coronavirus stuff, we're just so, we're so 
Thanks. We bro. just love China, right? And not that coronavirus is their fault. Don't don't get down the road. It just it originated. That's where it started. Don't get mad at me. But, I, don't, I don't need this stuff. I don't need it. Okay. <laughs> the Chinese have been buying up land in Colorado for the last five years. Like we're talking tens of hundreds of thousands of acres have gone to Chinese buyers in the last couple of years. Why? Clean air and clean water. So if you believe in climate change, you're going to buy something in an area where you have clean air and clean water because people are going to need that. If Texas becomes less habitable than it is now, which is hard to imagine because I can't imagine living there now because it's freaking miserable. But if for some reason that gets worse, no offense to Texans, uh, maybe you got the Cowboys. What do I care? Um, <laughs> um, if, if Texas gets even less habitable than it is right now, people are going to go somewhere. Right. Montana has been protecting their land and resources for eons. Montana is filled with so much wide open spaces. And if you ever see that show, Yellowstone, Kevin Costner, uh, great show. Okay, I'll check it out. Great show. He's, he's a cattleman. Right. But they're discussing how the land, one of the questions he goes, what, you know, they wanted to get to sell the ranch. Like you got to sell the ranch. It's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Like you should sell the ranch. He goes, listen, if he had all the money in the world, this is what you'd buy. So I don't need to sell it. I've got everything. Right. Valid point. See what I'm saying? So yeah. he doesn't want to trade the land for money because he's got wide open spaces. He's got clean air. Mm-hmm. He's got clean water. If this becomes about human survival, right? If p- places get completely uninhabitable and where does this happen? You look at, I, I don't know how people function in like Saudi Arabia, like even Dubai, which has done a great job of making it seem like it's not in the middle of a drastic desert. Right. Right. You put enough Lamborghinis there. I guess you cease to notice. <laughs> It would work on me for a while. Right. They may notice it's really hot out here. Shut up. Get in your Lamborghini. Okay. <laughs> you know? I'm calling my Range Rover Uber right now. Uber X. Right. Uber Super X, right? Maybe if you surround it with enough luxury items, but you're still in the middle of the desert. And at some point, if the climate change gets worse, like we're dealing, I was in Arizona the other day, 118 degree weather. You know, I'm not sure that's humanly, I mean, obviously people are doing it, but I'm not sure it's humanly habitable if that goes up another 5, 10 degrees. Like at what point will it be too much? for humans to live there anymore, right? And are we heading that direction, right? And if that is true, we got to bring this back to a real estate thing. If that is true, where should you be investing where you have the highest probability of that not being a factor, right? My buddy, uh, a good buddy of mine, his name is Casey. Casey, uh, he skied for the X Games. So he was an extreme, he did extreme mogul skiing. Oh, okay. And he wasn't, wasn't big on working because he's like a, you know, a, a pro skier. If you're listening, Casey, you know it's true. Like, But he was, he's really good at dating really rich people. So his Smart, girlfriend at the man. time, right, had this house. And if you walked out, it was in Aspen, by the way. So this is key capital of the world in a lot sure. of ways, right? Yeah. So we're in Aspen, Colorado. He's dating this girl. And outside, this thing is about, it looked like a trailer. Is really what it looked like. And and then inside, she, they had bottomed out. They had dug a foundation beneath this trailer and basically remodeled the inside. It was absolutely gorgeous. Okay, The house was worth like $3 million. <laughs> Right, three in Aspen, like three million. Your actual trailers, and I mean actual modulars in Aspen, can easily go for a million bucks. Man. Okay, why? Clean air, clean water. Right. You think it's because of the resort, the skiing, and the resort thing. It it really is because you're insulated from the rest of the universe and climate change. Not that it's not impacting Aspen. It's just that it's impacting Aspen less because mm-hmm. it's far away. It's high up, higher altitude, more. Well, less oxygen, but also less pollution in that oxygen, right? So you have to look at, if you had known Aspen was going to trade for $900,000 for a modular, how many modulars would you have bought in the 70s or 80s? 
As many as I could afford. Absolutely. Right. So that's what the game is now. Not necessarily where the growth is going to be. The country is growing across like every every city in the union is growing. Prices are going up pretty much everywhere in the U.S. The game is now playing real estate on a national level. Right. If you're in BFE, Texas right now, listening to this show, okay, and you've got dust bunnies flying around you, there's a tumbleweed rolling by, one of two things needs to happen right now. One, development's going to take place in that area, right? And people are going to start putting houses there and that's going to increase your property values. Or two, it's time to get the hell out of Dodge, right? Because I don't think Texas is going to get better anytime soon. Because even when it gets better, it's still going to be Texas, right? And there's just not much you can do about that. Coming, coming from an Oklahoman, yeah, any any shade you have for Texas, go ahead, man. Yeah, <laughs> throw the shade. Yeah, yeah, just throw all of it, man. They come to Oklahoma and just talk down and right. Basically, well, you guys, everywhere you see them, they're doing the same thing. So. Right, it's because they're Texans. Like it's yeah. it's part of their culture, right? Colorado, not so much. We go around. We I, mean, I remember when weed was first legalized. We were going to Mexico. We were hanging out. And like we, we ran into these Canadians in a hot tub in Mexico. And as soon as we say we're from Colorado, like ah, weed is legal, like. <laughs> Yeah, we also have skiing and yeah, snow and mountains. But yeah, no, the weed's cool too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of other things to do, but <laughs> well, let's, let's go smoke. And then we started sharing our weed with them. That turned it. Anyway, um, <laughs> so my, my point in that is you now need to, you need to look at investing from a global scale right now. And I, I want to wrap this show up a little early, but the, the purpose of today's show is so that you understand that if climate change is going to impact real estate, and we're all pretty sure it's going to be, humans, particularly ones who are well off financially, are going to automatically migrate to where climate change is not as impactful as it is where they are. Okay. If Florida is going to fall into the ocean and I'm not saying it's going to, I'm certain we've got, we've got the best scientists in the world. I'm, I'm certain they will figure something out. Okay. I'm not saying that Miami is suddenly going to sink. I'm just saying it could happen. And if climate change is accurate, you need to plan for that. The reason why that condo in Miami is cheaper is because the investors have already built that math into the equation. They've already said, man, this is, you know, in my opinion, the condo in Miami on the beach is cooler than the one in Denver. Right. Cause just cause it's, I got that beach out front. Um, but the speculators are saying, but if this thing falls in the ocean, it's going to go down to zero value. Right. So that, that math has already been built into the prices of houses in the Miami and Florida areas in general. Right. There are other things that are factoring in though, climate change government, you know, you've got what's changing there. DeSantis is making Florida very appetizing to people who don't want to deal with the coronavirus onslaught, right? So that's raising prices a little bit, but can that be offset by the climate change stuff? And there's all these moving parts that go into evaluating we're going to invest. If you're a new investor, okay, you probably need to start investing right there in your own backyard. There are deals where you're sitting right now. And I don't care if you're in Flint, Michigan, and I don't care if you're in Atlanta, Georgia, there are deals right there. But when you become a larger scale investor, like some of the hedge funds and REITs that are out buying properties by the boatload right now, they've already done this analysis. They've already figured out where the climate change is going to have an impact on certain areas, and they're investing outside of that. And as a result of that, we're seeing a ton of hedge fund activity right here in the Colorado Springs market. We're seeing a ton of international activity right here in the Colorado market at large. Okay, People are focused on this area because we're not unimpacted by climate change, but we're impacted less. You've got to focus your areas on your investments on that. Right. And that's true whether you're investing in real estate, stocks, et cetera, crypto. You have to know why you're investing in that sector of the market. Mm-hmm. Right. It can't just be a random dartboard thing. Do your own analysis. Now, here's the thing none of us are 100% right, all of it's theory, and that's okay. But you need to have your theory. So I want to ask you now what do you think climate change is going to, how is climate change going to impact your local market? 
right? And what do you intend to do about it? You're going to stay there. You're going to move. You're going to buy more properties. Solar, are you going to make them more green because climate change could impact more, right? We're not getting off the need for water anytime soon because as right. humans, we kind of need water, right? But what about water purification systems? What What's going to change as a result of climate change? And then you need to get out in front of that as it relates to housing and multiple other investments, right? The people who are standing around going, I don't know what happened are very rarely financially well off, right? Right. The ones that get out in front of it and go, well, I think this is going to happen in my neighborhood. I think, you know, if Florida is going to fall in the water or that we're going to have this issue, that this is what's going to happen next. Even if your theory is dead wrong, it's still better than not having a theory. Does that make sense? Right. So I want you to start forming a theory. How does climate change impact your local market? Right. How does how's that going to impact? And if it's not healthy, you need to decide if you're going to move. That's a harsh thing. But did you tune in in this show for the theory of being a real estate investor because you want to do it? If the answer is you want to do it, if you're having this, you're listening to me in San Diego right now, I got to tell you, I wouldn't be investing heavily in San Diego right now. It was overpriced five years ago. Right. And it's not gotten better. It's still extremely overpriced. It's a good place to invest in real estate. Well, a lot of people want to live in San Diego because the temperature, the climate, is a certain thing, right? That, that you're making it, you're investing in that, but does it have any upward room? I don't know, right? You look at the Pacific Northwest, Oregon, Seattle, some of these kind of not really known for heavy investment cities, but you know, who have the cooler climate, they're still close to the ocean. That starts to become more promising because climate change is going to impact all of these cities at some point, you know, and that's ultimately going to impact your bottom line and how successful you are as a real estate investor. So just want to give you some food for thought today. You know, there's a lot of moving parts to this. Don't overcomplicate it. In the end, your objective is to buy low and sell high. If you're struggling with that, a lot of times it helps to get somebody to advise you to have a conversation with you about here's the theory that you're and then and then to play that theory against you, to play devil's advocate. You don't just want a somebody who's going to agree with you. And everything that you say, you need somebody who challenges your belief systems. I would love to be that person for you. I'd love to have a chat with you about your real estate investing career. And if, and I do mean if coaching is the right fit for you, I'd love to have a discussion with you about that. Simply reach out on the show notes, let us know, set up a strategy call. We can figure out if this is a good fit, but right now I'm totally cool. Just having cool conversations with people all across the country at how their real estate market is impacting them and what they think they should be doing next to curb, to curve that. All right. With that, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach, thanking you once again for tuning into the show and reminding you now and always don't buy a house, buy a deal. Want more of the foreclosure deals coach? Like our Facebook page, Foreclosure Deals Coach, for the latest in real estate and foreclosure investing. Become a part of our community. Search Foreclosure Deals Coach on Facebook to join today.